Super progressive, what's good? We're back with another uh, Miami Music Week interview and this is becoming my favorite tradition. <laughs> Nick, thanks so much uh, for joining me today. Great to see you again, great and, to be here. And how about this? You have a Soundgarden showcase at the Sagamore. It, it, it's really cool, man, to see. Yeah, we're back on South Beach because like, South Beach was almost a dirty word for a few years. In the old days, of course, it was all on South Beach. Um, the Shelbourne just up the road with the shine parties was, was super famous. We all used to play there. And then it all moved over to Wynwood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then the guys here that run the Epic Pool parties, Neil, and John, and their crew were really keen for us to come and try it. And it seems to be working super good. It, it, it's awesome. And I just got to say, leading up to this week, I'm scrolling through Instagram. Bro, I see you play to <laughs> 70,000 people yeah. in Mendoza. And I just want to tell you how happy that made me Great. to oh, see it. because It made me happy as well, to be honest. I just ever, you know, I'm still new to the scene, but two years kind of now of exploring this, I just know how hard it is to um, balance a super successful past like yours. Yeah. But um, balancing that with wanting to push forward into the present, what is it like for you as a DJ who's reached the mountaintop, but still is pushing forward and get to experience something like this, like bringing your sound to a whole new generation? Well, I think the most important thing is don't, don't presume you've reached the mountaintop. You know, I don't think I've made my best of a record. I don't think I've played my best ever set. So, so, and so, so at the moment, the mountaintop is still out of reach. And as long as you feel that way, then I think it strives you to improve and be passionate about DJing and, and more so about passionate of finding new music which excites you. I think it's, um, um, if you were to go down that thought of, oh, I've reached my peak, then where would the, then where would the hunger come from? I don't know where that would come from. So, so for me, I've not reached, reached the mountaintop. I've not even got past the clouds yet. So, yeah, there's work to be done. You are progressive to your core, man, because yeah. some people think about progressive and they try to just characterize it as a genre of music. But to me, progressive is what you just explained. It's that outlook more so on life of always searching for that new sound. New music is out there to be shared with people. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I'm learning progressive really can mean as well. Well, especially, especially in the progressive scene, I think the progressive scene is full of amazing uh, producers. So we could list off 50 of them. The problem is a lot of them are doing the same thing over and over and over again. And so I think that to be progressive in your music is not about a style of music, it's about trying to push new ideas into it. For, for both me and Hernan, more and more of our stuff has got almost an indie base to it now, sort of an indie progressive base. So, so using different instruments, it's not the same old synthesizer sounds, it's not that that same structure it's a much it's it's almost like a rock and roll structure structure to songs now um so so for me progressive is is exactly what it means it, it's it's trying to push forward 
be open-minded, find new ideas, find new sounds. That's what being uh, a progressive is. I think uh, the track you ended your New York gig that I just saw you with, yeah. that the Cure remix yes, kind yeah, of yeah. speaks exactly to that fusion. And in our last conversation, we talked about your roots in indie music. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, to yeah. me, that is that fusion. Yeah. And it creates wonderful moments on the dance floor. It does. It's, 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 uh, but it's that, that rock and roll idea, you see. And that's one thing that's, that's missed somewhat for, 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 uh, from electronic music, that rock and roll idea of like, yeah, come on, let's, it's, um, I think a perfect example is the Chemical Brothers. So whether you like their new stuff or their old stuff, uh, um, um, the prodigy were the same. It's, it's rock and roll, baby, you know. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, and we need a, um, a little bit more of that in the progressive scene now. I like that a lot. and. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift gears a little bit here because we're here for the sound garden. Yeah. Did, you know, with everything that we've gone through from before COVID, through COVID, yeah. coming out of COVID, did you, was this your plan for sound garden? Or are you kind of just taking as it comes with how big it's gotten? Yeah. Well, to be honest, I can't take, take the praise for this. The sound garden events and the whole explosion of them is down to Petra. Petra is the one that, that puts the work in. She's very driven, sort of the ideas of the events. She's very driven on the lineups. If you notice, we, so, so we tend not to have a big progressive lineup. It's very varied. Today we have Armin Mirren, Francisco Labada, Jonas Rathman. It goes on and on. It's very, very varied. And I think, think especially doing a long event like this, this afternoon, we're going to, what, nine hours or so. So you can't do the same music over and over again. But then, as I say, Petra is the brains behind the events. I do the label, um, and, and she's the one that sh should get the praise for these events. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. She is really like a superstar, and I just see her handle all these different roles. She makes time to answer me and organize things like this, yeah, 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 organize yeah. the events. It's amazing, and can you kind of speak to as a as a DJ, as a producer, as a label head, what it means for you to just be able to focus on the music and what you love about this scene? Because I feel like so many DJs feel like they have to balance all this stuff, but it seems like you've built something where well, your focus is where you want it to be. Look, every single DJ that you'll meet, me, Hanan, everybody, they're all based on being very selfish human beings, <laughs> self-obsessed about our music taste. Every DJ starts a DJ because he thinks he has better taste than, than everybody else in this room. That's, that's, that's why DJs DJ. They think that they can entertain more than you and him and everybody else. So it all stems from that. Then, then I think what comes next is once you find a sound um, as, a, um, as an electronic music producer, it, it, it's then about improving every single show. So you have to be better. If I go to Argentina and I play to like huge crowds, next year I have to be better than this year. I have to be better than this year. Because if there's any drop in quality, it's noticed. So you can't afford to do that. So it's preparation, finding music, 
I go through, I should think, 2,000 tracks a week. I turn down a ton of stuff that's good. Good isn't good enough anymore. It's got to be amazing. If it's not amazing, okay, you sometimes sign things that are great-ish. Maybe sometimes you'll sign things which in three months' time, you're thinking, I shouldn't have signed that. But then that's all part of being an A&R person. You don't always make the right decisions. But the main thing is to try and find exciting, exciting music. So whether it's deep pace, progressive, techno, it doesn't matter, but it has to be exciting. Is this true when I say this? In 2023, the stakes have never been higher no, for you? No, it's not. No, it's, it's but, but then it's fun. It's not, it's not high stakes. I don't feel threatened. I don't feel like my back's against the wall. But, but then it's actually fun to go, no, it's, let's do better. Let's do better. It's like, I'm sure, I'm sure if I was a baker, okay, if I made bread, you'd still want the best loaf you've ever made. And so each week you'd think, oh, I can do it better last week. And it's the same with music. Making music especially is the same. Amazing. And so one, one cool thing for me is that a huge theme of this Miami Music Week for me personally has been kind of um, diving into the world of South American specifically Argentinian producers, because yeah. what I've noticed with uh, the Soundgarden, uh, Sudbeat, there's a very much a family vibe, and you guys yeah. kind of, um, it's a team effort. You guys are all yeah. picking each other up. Yeah, yeah. And I was lucky enough to go get dinner with Cesar Romero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked them, I go, because, you know, Instagram sometimes paints this one picture, but I'm yeah. like, what is it like? Have the people of Argentina really taken in Nick as their own? And they said, they looked at me like, bro, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, you, can you speak to what that's like to kind of finding like a second home almost? Somebody, someone said to me recently that I'm more Argentinian than inflation. <laughs> so, so, no, look, we have an amazing relationship together. Um, They've been so good to me, and I love them as well. And I think part of, of the reason that, that, that they love me so much is because me and Petra go and live there for three months every year. And we walk around the streets, and I'm always approachable. So we sit down, down, down in the cafe for coffee in the morning. Someone wants a photograph. Of course they can have a photograph. You walk down the street, someone comes and has a chat with you. You stop and talk. You know? So we feel like, like we're part of the community down there. I have... So many friends, so many friends also that are not involved in the music business at all. You know, I have friends I go and stay with in the South, we go to Fish, and you know, completely separate. They're friends of mine, they're not friends of Nick Warren, if you see what I mean. Um, so, so no, <coughs> um, it's been a very, very special place. And I think I'll be going there until, until the day I die, you know. Maybe I'll end up in a log, log cabin up in the middle of the Andes, watching the sunset once, once it, this nonsense is all finished with. Oh, I'm so happy for you to have this, like, I don't know, find another chapter in your yeah, life. Yeah, That's just, yeah, the, so. it's the next adventure yeah. almost. Well, it's, I, think, I think the mad thing is, is like, like, I've got no intention of stopping, making music, playing music, DJing, and I don't think, that, think many people will. I think it's, it's, it's an amazing time that we're living in that, that, that age seems irrelevant, which is great. Well, it, it reminds me a lot of what Hernan said to me um, 
the other day on the boat, which is this. I just asked you, like, where does your consistent hunger come from? Yeah. And I asked him, I go, Hernan, you know, yeah. you, you've, you're in a position where you could just DJ one or two gigs a month, make a lot of money yeah. and do these massive gigs. And what he told me, he goes, but then my DJ, my DJing would be suffering because it's a skill that you have to continue to sure. practice and define. Yeah. Sharpen your knives every yeah. single opportunity. But also, your statement isn't really true either. Oh. It, it's not a case that we could just stop and do one or two a month for large amounts of money. That's not the way this industry works. There are people that are dependent on us. Managers, agents, everyone involved. Now, they want you to be working all the time. But more so, if you want young people to engage in you, then they need to be seeing that you are working. If you're out there playing all around the world, then because the fan base is worldwide now. Um, if I don't go, 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 go to Australia for four years, then they've moved on. So you have to go every year. There's 52 weeks of the year, and there's a lot of countries, there's a lot of countries to cover. You've got North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Australia, etc. So, so taking a few weekends off, taking a holiday or two, then, then you're down to what, 30 weekends? So, so it's very difficult to cover all that ground in one year. But then, but then you need to cover it. And plus, it's like, I fly around the world, I get paid well to play music, to get people to dance. Why on earth would I stop doing that, you know? Why, why would you stop doing it? What would I do, play golf? Okay, I go fishing anyway. So, so, so I can do both. I can play music and I can fish. Go Best figure. Best of both worlds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. no, it's great. And so we're here at Miami Music Week. Yes. And one thing I want to ask you, you know, last, last year you enlightened me on, you know, what the history of WMC men's yeah, in the yeah. industry, yeah, yeah. how tracks used to be broken yeah, here. Yeah. It was a major industry yeah. thing. I want to talk about the diversity of this weekend because yeah. I noticed for someone who has um, a huge fan base in the UK and Europe, an enormous fan base in South America, to me, Miami kind of sits in this middle point between South America and Europe, yes. a place yeah, yeah. where there's a mixed dance floor yeah, yeah. and a global dance floor. What is, what is that like to be able to play for that this weekend? It's great. It's, it's slightly different for us because me and Hanan did space last weekend, which was sold out, absolutely mobbed. Now, normally we wouldn't do that. So, so it would be the boat and then one other event. So it, it, it's slightly different. I think, I think it's always a pleasure to come here. It's, it, it's not my favorite city in, in the world, to be honest. It's a little crazy especially it's spring break, you know, six blocks down there is a different place to up here. So it does, um, it does have an edge to it. I, um, I really enjoy playing it. I, I, think, I think one of the great things about Miami is it's so diverse in nationalities. So there's a lot of Argentinians here. Um, the, uh, 
there's a lot of Mexicans and North Americans. What's missing in the crowd now, these days, is there's no Europeans here anymore. I think 15 years ago, you would get thousands of clubbers flying over for this week. You don't see them at all anymore. You might get a handful here. I would, would estimate we'll get 30 to 40 Europeans come, come to the event. Not, not artists, I mean clubbers that have booked flights, booked a hotel in Miami. So that, that side of it has gone to such extent. So which is a shame because it was a great, a great melting pot because you'd have that energy of European clubbers who always go a bit crazy, as you know. Um, but it's still an amazing place to, awesome. uh, to play. And so the question I want to end on uh, with you, I'm really appreciative of your time, yeah. is I'm new to this music. It's been like two years yeah. of just diving in. Yeah. And I'm loving every aspect. For me, at the top of my list is to go experience this scene in South America. Yeah, of course. What would be your recommendation well, okay. of a place to go or an event to see? Okay. Well, it's, it's, really, it's really simple. So you need to go to Argentina, because Argentina is, South America is great. Chile, Colombia, Brazil, they all have their special places. But then, especially if you're into the progressive sound, Argentina is like the king of the crop. So, so go anytime you want in January, February, and March. Uh, 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 anytime before now, before Miami Music Week. And you'll have at least one or two internationals every week. Base yourself in Buenos Aires, flying up to Rosario, fly up to Cordoba, base yourself in Buenos Aires, stay in Palermo for a month. You might as well stay a month if you're going to go. Enjoy the meat, enjoy the wine, enjoy the parties. Yeah. I got the itinerary locked in my head. I really appreciate it. And, and we'll I, see you there. I just want to tell you, bro, like, as someone that I really look up to, to see you more determined than ever. It seems super focused and also have this balance of work ethic and enjoying yourself. I'm just so happy for Great. you, bro, because Thank I see how sure. hard it is for so many DJs to, to navigate just different areas of their career and you're doing it with grace and style, my Thank man. You, brother. And so I'm just, I'm just pumped for you. Appreciate it's it. Really nice. No, Thank it's, you. It, it's a gas, man. It's a gas. Yeah. It's uh, it's just awesome to see. And it just, it's so inspiring. I'm like, yes, yes dude. Um, yes. But yeah, thank you. Nice to see you again. Yeah, definitely. This is uh, my oh. favorite, favorite thing ever.